1: We would like to acknowledge the Turrible and Yagara peoples as the traditional owners of these lands where we stand, recognising that these have always been places of meeting and sharing. I'd also like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello, everyone, and welcome to General Queries, a podcast about the Brisbane queer scene. I'm your host, Talia. Unfortunately, I'm not joined in the studio today by the dulcet tones of my lovely co-host Megan. To fill uh, the void that she has left in our hearts um, with her absence, I've gathered a panel of people. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. There are <laughs> so many people at this table. It's kind of unnerving. But. Um, So yeah, um, we've decided to do something a little bit different uh, for February because February has uh, Valentine's Day in it, um, which is stereotypically a day for uh, romance and all of that kind of stuff. So we thought it would be interesting to do a whole bunch of Ace and Arrow specials um, for the whole month, just talking about, I don't know, things that go on in that area of identity politics. Um, So where who would like to begin who would like to give themselves a shout out first no let's start with Marin. hi Marin. hey Talia people might remember Marin from such things as uh this podcast <laughs> and um I don't know where else would they remember you literally nowhere Little, I'm, yeah. I'm the
2: sleeping lump yeah you'll you see <laughs> around yeah it's unfortunate like a cryptid
1: you are a cryptid and I love <sighs> you for it thank you babe how do you know me
2: I found you in my house this morning in
1: matching pyjamas. In matching pyjamas. <laughs> we Nails got that it. in there. Thanks, <laughs> We got it in there. Um, and then we have Beck, who is a long-time friend. Um, how are you doing, Beck? What's what's hip-hop happening in your life? Yeah, um, you sort of just dragged
3: me along as tag along. so...
1: You were the Megan replacement. No, we love <laughs> Megan.
3: <laughs> it was just convenient. Um, so I'm just going to jump into the who yeah. I am. So I'm Beck, obviously um she her romantic, asexual um and i am probably one of the biggest musical theater nerds you can meet and aspiring stage manager and you're working on i am working on holding the man at the moment As? Um, As the costume designer, actually.
1: She actually asked me to uh, plug her role in that show uh, last night. And I said, why don't you just come onto the podcast and plug yourself? I mean, um, and also um, we will be having um, the directors from Holding the Man come and talk to us um, in a little bit. Um, Actually, no, I think the Holding the Man episode will come come out before this episode will. We'll see. We'll find out. Um, it's a surprise. It's a surprise. Next, I have someone um, that I've been meaning to introduce to everyone out there in Podcast Listening Land for a very long time. Um, I'd love to introduce everyone to Nita, uh, who is our graphic designer. Hello. And wonderful. Fr- I was about to say longtime friend, but I think I've known you for about five months. Um, <laughs> if that. We've been through hell together. It, we have. Yeah. Um, you know, good good friendships are forged in Bio-forged hell. I have forged friendships. Yeah. Tell tell me a little bit, tell everyone else a little bit about yourself. Tell everyone at the table, what are you doing here? What's your favorite drink?
4: Well, I don't drink. I am very Irish in the fact that I drink only tea. Uh, and I'm also very un-Irish in the fact that I have never touched alcohol in my life. Um, I am here as part of the panel on Ace and Arrow stuff, uh, which I claim full knowledge of because I am... Aromantic and that is the entire area I'm coming at with this. Um I am the graphic designer for general queries. Uh you may have seen my work on the Facebook banner, on the logo, and eventually in headshots uh for a certain podcasts and in potential merch that we will be releasing uh later on. And I hope that you enjoy this podcast. Yeah. Back to you, Talia.
1: Uh hi. Um thank you um nita's also the one who uh put forward to our little team that we should do uh a panel for ace and arrow stuff in february um you were the one yeah you were the one who matched up valentine's day and ace and arrow stuff so i'm a genius um you are actually a genius and i'm so glad to have you with us um next up we have someone whom i just love and adore with all my heart how are you today (laughs) hey what's up uh Siobhan is, Siobhan is back. Hi. Um, you may remember them from such episodes as the one where we had Siobhan talking with us. Yeah.
0: And also my uh, fiance, Nikki. So that was cool. Yeah, that was really fun. I'm so glad that I'm back. Um, but like to reintroduce myself to everyone who might not have listened to the episode, um, I am, you know what? I am probably a little bit ace, but I don't really subscribe to that term for myself. Like what I go by is I go by bisexual, aromantic and polyamorous that's like my three big boys um i'm also <laughs> that's terrible i'm also a non-binary and i use they them pronouns mm-hmm. um and i in my like life i am in the arts and theater scene like a theater technician stage manager producer that sort of stuff
1: and your' <laughs> um, you're absolutely wonderful at it. Um Thanks. you're amazing. And lastly but not leastly, to conclude on this panel, we have a darling friend.
5: Harry, howdy, how are we all? You Um, you
1: have the best voice to listen to, I I think, out of all of us. I
5: I apologize.
1: It's a very very good radio voice. uh,
5: Yeah, I worked in customer service for a long time, so I (laughs) I was picked up by a company that serves burgers that I can't label, probably, and they gave me the award for best voice on the speaker box.
1: Wow, okay. Wow. I could
5: do, it was, yeah, it's not that impressive. It's just simply, everyone's like, wow, you could be on ABC Talkback. And I was like, I won't be. Um, <laughs> we I'm, should
1: email the ABC right uh, now with these tapes. <laughs>
5: howdy. Um, no, I'm Harry. I am a, I'm the youngest old looking person you've probably ever met. <laughs> My average age of looking is 30. I'm 20. Um I study a Bachelor of Science and Business of Chemistry and Mm -hmm. Marketing because of my personality being repulsive. I had to do that as well. (laughs) Um, You know, it's a bit of a situation. Um, I would identify as asexual quite comfortably. Um, The romantic side of me is a bit, "Ah, I don't like people. (laughs) Um, So I would probably say lithromantic, um, which we'll probably get into later on in the show because it's a – a niche little group of people. Um I'm from Brisbane, despite what you might think of. I do have English twangs coming through, which you know, you can enjoy Bloody that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so it's a Dubliner. Um anyway. Um I met Harry.
1: Um Zane so can edit this out if he feels like it later. Um I met Harry because we had an ace meetup and we ended up going to Denham Co. which is at South Bank, and Harry went to the the uh, the uh, cashier and asked for the largest cup of coffee um that they served and they came back to him with essentially a small cereal bowl <laughs> sized mug that didn't have handles so, so, it, was it's a, it's so a, a, it was a bowl it
5: was a bowl by definition but yeah. it, was, it had the spirit of a mug you know and it's it's uh, am i resentful of that presentation no but and I, in, f-
1: in fact, we're going back. We,
5: we plan to go back, and that's purely selfish reasons. Of why I want another bowl of coffee. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So now that we've introdu- been introduced to everyone, um, uh, essentially what we're going to do for the next uh, four episodes uh, is just talk about Ace and Arrow things. So today we're actually just going to talk about definitions and little. Um, like the, the baby definitions inside of those um, and how people kind of fit into those, like what their experiences are with that. Um, And next week, we're going to talk about the split attraction model or the SAM. And then, then we'll have episodes about the media because I think that's also quite relevant on Valentine's day. What a good fun time. Um, so why don't we start off with the biggest A, the biggest A, I guess? Um, <laughs> the like most, just, well-known the most well-known A. The most well-known A. Which is not saying much. Which is not saying much. <laughs> um, contrary to popular belief, the A does not stand for ally. Um Oof. What? Can I? Oh, no. I just want to make a point in saying that there were looks of shock and horror around the table. I want that Not on this. record. Um, oh, my gosh. No, the A doesn't stand for ally. I will
4: fight anyone who says so in a Macca's parking lot. Not with that hand. <laughs> I Damn. have never
1: hand. Oh, yeah, that's true. You've got uh, two of those. Again, for context, Nisha currently has a hand injury. Um, so no drawing or the
4: graphic designer no
1: graphic designing from the graphic designer it's kind of unfortunate Rip. so yeah uh, so in the LGBTQIA plus depending on which particular acronym you want to use for it uh, the A can stand for a number of different things as long as it's not ally essentially (laughs) Um, and the one the one that I'm most used to and I think the one that everyone else is most used to is um, asexual um hence why you're all gathered here today um so uh, asexuality is a sexual orientation um that essentially just denotes uh, a consistent lack of sexual attraction towards any gender so someone who's not me can define what sexual attraction is because i feel like we've all had different ways of trying to explain what sexual attraction is go for it
4: uh sexual attraction is in many ways the ability to uh look at someone and think I want to bone you. (laughs) Uh, But asexuals uh, can, in many ways, also look at someone and admire uh, their looks the same way that you may admire a thunderstorm, which is why it is very annoying if you say that person looks great and then get told, but aren't you asexual? Mm.
1: Which is my favourite thing. I'm love.
4: <laughs> my favourite thing
2: is when people ask asexuals to define sexual attraction, it's like, we don't know. That's the point. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> point is, the point is, a...
5: what is it to be straight? That's what I That's my <laughs> go to. Um, I think asexual would be a great definition is we like looking, we don't like touching. Uh, and that's how I basically explain it to the 40 year old straight men who I have to, <laughs> they, they ask me out of nowhere, not knowing me. Yeah. What is it to be asexual? Um, and I think it for them is you'd have to look go back to the very fundamental actor Ryan Reynolds. You even if you're not gay, even I being asexual, that he's an incredibly good-looking man. And you, if you do not say he isn't, you're blind. But not is...
1: in Deadpool, though. We need to clarify. Not in <laughs> no, Deadpool. Well,
5: you know that's a, that's a niche crowd. I think. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it's more you can look at him and appreciate how good looking it is without wanting to engage in sexual activity.
1: Mm. Yeah. Or Idris Elba.
5: Exactly, exactly.
1: Oh, definitely Idris Elba. He is- I'd tap
2: that mentally. Yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> but even straight men might go, yeah, he's, yeah, he's all right. He's mm. all right. And that's fine. Um, we just do that with all genders.
1: Yeah. yeah. It, attraction's a weird one to define because I think it's so caught up in like desire- Like people are so used to kind of putting the two together and they're not, they're separate. And the moment you, I say this, like, like it's something that you can just kind of flick on and off, but the moment you experience attraction and desire differently, or the moment you stop uh, experiencing one of them, you kind of realize that they operate on different levels. Like I always Mm -hmm. use um, the fridge analogy. Um, Like desire is, you feel really hungry, but you don't know what you're hungry for. So you go down to the fridge and you kind of open the fridge and you just stare at it going, I have no idea what I want to eat, but I know I'm hungry. <laughs> Whereas attraction is like, you know, those moments where you're like, I really want to have a bagel. So like you go down to the kitchen, you find the bagel and you're like, thank heaven I got to eat a bagel. That's attraction.
4: That's the most attractive definition I've
1: ever heard, Talia. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Um, I try I also my best. feel
4: it's very relatable.
1: Yeah. Everyone's
2: done that. Everyone stood in front of the fridge for like three minutes, going, "I don't know what I want."
1: But There's nothing I to hope eat it's here. In here. <laughs> and then they like close the fridge, open the fridge again, mm. and be like, "It's still not like here." You're I don't expecting <laughs>
2: something else to appear. You're like, I expect whatever I I don't know what I want, but I expect whatever it is to be immediately in front of me. Yeah, I,
1: don't know. I always I always like open the fridge, look at the food, go, nah, close it. Go for a walk, come back and that, like open it again, hoping that like someone's gone shopping or something. <laughs> no, no one ever goes shopping in between like the two minutes it takes I Just me wanna to walk clarify, around. we're
2: actually talking about fridges, not, not to actual desire. traction. Yeah. Not yeah. To yeah. Desire. That would be the most We we lost Like I hope <laughs> someone went shopping and there's a gender in there that I wanna hang.
1: All of a sudden I just hope there's a particular gender that I really like. Um, I hope someone stuffed it into my fridge. Yeah. Sorry? Never before seen. Never before seen gender, right? Here. Here, fellas. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, asexuality was uh, ooh, coined in 2001, I think, officially, uh, officially um, by a guy called David Jay who started the Asexuality Visibility and Education Network, uh, commonly referred to as Avon. Um, from there, Avon just be- kind of became a big thing and it's a giant message board kind of forum forum hellhole that you can fall into if you really feel like it. Mm. There are actually some really decent... Um, I've been through a couple of the archives on Avon. Um, there's some really decent discussions on Avon, but you've got to be careful about what you're looking for and where and when. Yeah. yeah,
0: It's really interesting to go through those the archive forums and read, like, you know... Because, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I didn't know about asexuality or anything until it became more popular on the internet like 2011 2012 sort of time mm. um so it's really interesting to go back and read like before that time like in the early 2000s people coming to terms with it and trying to like define it yeah and it's kind of it's it's crazy because we're still there now trying to find boundaries and definitions for this really really nebulous concept yeah. i think it's really um, hard
2: for Sorry, I think it's really hard for anyone who has a orientation or a identity that begins with an A because we are constantly defining something that we aren't. Yeah, yeah, like it's like trying to prove a negative. Exactly. It's really weird. Yeah,
4: yeah. Just literally
1: jump in. Uh, if
4: I may, um, this can be absolutely cut, but. Uh, even though it was only defined um that early on, you can still see precedents for asexuality, a yeah. gender, and aromanticism uh, way back throughout human history. Uh mm. probably the biggest example of all of that would be Artemis from Greek mythology, who was yeah. characterized by not only her lack of interest in men, but her lack of interest in anyone really. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not a new thing, but it's only been named as a new thing.
1: Yeah. And uh, like it goes so far back, um as like Kinsey one one day I reckon we'll do an episode on Kinsey but um legend yeah uh (laughs) absolute legend (laughs) um uh Alfred Kinsey yeah. um, who in the 1940s um, developed a, a thing called the Kinsey scale uh, where anyone who is a Kinsey one is completely 100% heterosexual. Anyone who is a Kinsey six is any, is completely homosexual and you can be uh, any kind of spectrum of bisexuality in between with a Kinsey three being a perfect split 50, 50% bisexual. That um, he also, Uh, in his research, came up with a group called the Kinsey X, who is essentially uh, an asexual. Um,
2: We were the original X Factor. We were.
4: (laughs) X-Men. Can we get that on a (laughs) t-shirt? Yes.
1: Excellent. Good. We can absolutely put that on a t-shirt. Wonderful. Um, Yeah, there's also... precedence for asexuality in um a lot of like a couple of papers in um the 1920s there are a couple of um university papers that came out and they were like hey so these these things actually exist we don't know what they are but we've got a name for them we think um there were bambi lesbians um in the 1990s um that is a term I did a little bit of research. You can thank me later. Wow. Um, bambi lesbians um came up as as a topic of conversation in a book called uh Boston Marriages: Romantic but a Sexual Relationships Among Contemporary Lesbians uh by Esther D uh, Rothbloom Rothbloom and Kathleen A Brihoni. Um so yeah, bambi lesbians are essentially lesbians who just what was the definition prefer to cuddle yeah yeah pretty much me yeah really um and it yeah it's interesting that they decided to just be like yes this is a thing that happened like even in the 1990s they were like here it is that like it's people don't quite realize how prevalent it is until you actually start looking at the history behind it yeah um yeah, I'm I just really want to talk about this. Um, so <laughs> I'm currently writing a work um about asexuality. I've been trying to write it for about a year now. Um Mary just gave me a look that said, longer. finish it, Talia. No, that
2: look was longer than a oh, year. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um and for for part of the work, I went back and I reread um a book called Understanding Asexuality by um Anthony Bogart who's a Canadian sexologist. The book was written in 2010. Um, It's 15 chapters long. I recommend no one read it ever and that every copy of it is burnt in a fire.
4: Uh, (laughs) We don't support book burnings here on General Queries, except in this case. Except in this
1: case. (laughs) Um, uh, Bogut has uh, a fixation on the idea of what he deems the perfect or the true asexual. And that is an asexual who doesn't experience attraction or desire. And um is an asexual I can't here we go guys we're about to tap into that little bit um of asexuality that no one ever talks about but he talks about um the the perfect asexual is an asexual that doesn't experience attraction doesn't experience desire and doesn't masturbate um and he's wrong on all of like the only the only definition of asexuality that you need to be uh aware of and that you need to subscribe to is an asexual does not experience sexual attraction that's that's it it's that, that easy, folks. <laughs> that easy. If you don't experience sexual attraction, go for it. Um, yeah, all of the idea of what is a true asexual is ridiculous because that's, that's a standard that- well,
5: what, what makes a person, you know? That's, uh, yeah, what, exactly. what, How do you become- it's, it's the obsession of any form of human form, regardless of gender, sexuality, even hmm. just- It's moronic. That's, yeah. And it's, it's I think, is a great pathway for hateful uh, action. Against a group of people, regardless yeah. of what the focus group is.
1: And it, it's a weird kind of standard to set. Like, if you mm. walked up to a straight person and was like, hey, you need to be doing like this much amount to be able to prove that you're heterosexual every day, constantly. Otherwise, you're not the perfect heterosexual. Like,
2: you have to hit your masturbation quota. <laughs> <laughs>
5: when <laughs> <laughs> we say it's qualitative over quantitative what it is to be a person i think that's a good i think that's a good perspective i really like
0: at. that yeah that's yeah. nice <laughs>
1: um i have if you want to know a little bit more about asexuality, um i would like you can check out even if you really feel like it um I'm not quite sure how we feel about the Ace Tumblr community. Because I Yeah, okay. Okay, good. (laughs) I was gonna say that too. I literally
0: I haven't been on Tumblr for like two years, and then sometimes I'll like check in and be like, oh no, guys. Yeah, sorry again. The thing is, it's it's tricky because um the Tumblr Ace community is a lot of young people, Mm. like as in not adults, Mm. and they're trying to find who they are and then trying to like because it's human nature to want to be able to have boundaries and definitions and boxes because, Mm -hmm. and compartmentalizing yourself for a lot of people. people. Exactly. Yeah. You want to have your community um, that are people who are like you. Mm -hmm. So when you see like these kids, if they see people who ID is ace and they're like, well, you're not ace enough. That's just them trying to like in their mind is trying to keep their community safe, but it's unhealthy. And I encourage if you, i don't know maybe subscribe to some of that sort of stuff broaden your horizon a little read mm. read a little more read some like papers yeah, yeah. uh try asexuality.org they have a lot of good information i think that's run by avon um but like yeah. their definitions and stuff i think are pretty solid and they updated a lot yeah um they have lots of stuff on there so
2: i also think with the uh ace tumblr is that there is a lot of aphobia on there as well it's yeah. really quite invasive um especially on the asexual tag as well. People Mm. put a lot of aphobic things on there. So I, whilst I did find out about asexuality through Tumblr, it's probably not the best Mm. way to do so. Um, I was lucky enough and I got tagged in a random post by – one of my brothers and that was it. And I was like, oh, that clicked. Mm. Um, and I didn't go digging further through Tumblr. I actually went on Avon instead. But yep. um, I would not recommend digging too deep into that asexual tum- Tumblr tag.
3: Yeah, a lot of my experience with the ace Tumblr is very much you cannot have sex to be an asexual. A yeah. lot of it's if you have sex, you're not asexual. Mm. So That's- there's a lot of that on tumblr i think
0: yeah that's something um i don't know how much you guys want to talk about it but for for me that's been like a big struggle with identifying at all as ace because i do have sex Ooh, sometimes you know occasionally like mm. maybe you know not very often yeah. honestly um but it's you can still have sex and stuff yeah um without um having sexual attraction like it's it's kind of when you like we're going to talk about the split um attraction split model, attraction yeah. model. Um, and going from that direction, it makes a little more sense, I think. Um, but yeah, there's, it, the definition is lack of sexual attraction yeah. it's, and that's different to the act of sex.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like in my, in my experience, like the ACE sort of discussions that happen on Tumblr, um, uh, like people sh- the people can find out about their sexuality through tumblr i think mm. tumblr is kind of a toxic community anyway um but like that's where the kids be at <laughs> yeah, we exactly. need to reach out through the out to them through like wherever they are um but they shouldn't get all of their knowledge from that like i know i think i feel like this is a, a generalized uh, kind of experience like it's, it's a theme that keeps popping up but like i i found out about my like my label through through tumblr and then from that i moved on to actually a lot of the blog spaces so i moved on to the asexuality archive which i thoroughly recommend like the asexuality archive is cool stuff. Yeah. one of one of the best resources i have ever come across um the guy that um writes for the archive um also put together a website called what is asexuality.com which is actually where i recommend people go to get like all of their intro stuff um there's also uh oh queenie of aces um uh does a lot of writing for um like sexual assault survivors and stuff like that um so i recommend actually going through her stuff as well and there's a couple of i think once a month um they or like all of these different blogs get together and do um like it's called a carnival so everyone writes about a certain um, aspect of sexuality or gender identity, and um, it's all collated by whatever blog is hosting it um, that month. So go beyond Tumblr, is I think what we're trying to yeah. say. Use it as
4: a jumping point, but don't dig too deep. Yeah. 10% branch out.
1: Yeah, and do not, for the love of all <laughs> that is heavenly, do not go through the discourse tag. Just don't, <laughs> don't do it. Is that a
3: personal call out, Oh, hang on a second. Um, <laughs>
1: Thanks, Beck. Um
2: Do as I say, not as I do. Do as I say, not as I
1: do. Um, it, I think it's – for me, going through the discourse tag was like, I need to know what I'm up against so that I can refute it. Mm. Um, but you should never get to a point where um, you're looking at it constantly, day in, day out. Um, so – yeah. Maybe. don't do it. Um, but if you want to know what everyone else is saying, um if you want to know what everyone else is saying, then I don't know. Go go for a quick squiz and then never look at it again. Um, because they're all hateful people and most of them are turfs.
4: Um
1: what else lies under the A? Someone else
4: in the gap for me. I would uh like to put forward our romanticism, which Not to bring up Tumblr again. Absolutely going to bring up Tumblr again. (laughs) You cannot go through uh, the aromantic tag without finding about 70% of the posts being tagged asexual because a lot of people seem to always conflate the two even though they are, Mm. by nature, different things. There is a lot of overlap. Mm. There is a lot of overlap, uh, but they are very much different things. And if I may, I'd also like to say with the whole perfect asexual, true asexual. Uh, Same thing with uh, perfect aromantic or true aromantic, even though no one ever seems to uh, believe in aromanticism. Uh, uh, That's a fun (laughs) one Um, (laughs) Mm. for later. Uh, But uh, asexuality and aromanticism are in many ways more uh, spectrums of the lack of...
1: A lack of something. Yes, the lack
4: of something. They're spectrums because you can have people who would be with the asexuality, you would have people who are sex-repulsed, you would have people who are sex-neutral, people who are sex-positive. Mm. You can also have people in the aromantic community who would be romance-repulsed, but the others who are um uh romance-neutral and romance-positive. Not even to mention all the other little baby definitions. Uh,
1: yeah, like romantic. Yes. Indeed. Yes. <laughs>
4: Indeed. Yes, so they are both under the same label and there's a lot of overlap, but mm. they are both two different spectrums. Yeah. So... Who wants to jump in and take this from me? (laughs) Someone steal it. Can I I
5: just make a mention? I've never been on Tumblr, so I am completely and utterly alienated by this discussion. I I love it.
1: Can I ask (laughs) where you did hear about? Yeah.
5: Where did I hear about asexuality? Um, I think I. It was more of a realization. um, My logical. I think I did a very logical uh, deduction of why I became. I realized asexual because I was like, it was like year nine. And someone was talking about a female in a way I didn't find satisfactory or savoury, probably would be a word for that. And I <laughs> savoury like, like a mint, <laughs> a mint oh, pie, okay. what okay. a mint, uh, mint pie, honey soy <laughs> chicken, Ooh. red rock deli chip. You uh, know, yeah. um, <laughs> don't mind if I, so I do? Um, I, they were talking about it, and I wasn't really keen on that discussion. And I was like, "Is that am I am I not straight?" And there's a lot of internal <laughs> screaming and alarms, and you know. Um, and someone's like, y- you're not gay, Harry. I was like, uh, thank you. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks. I did, I, did, I
5: did need that. Like, I did need someone to say, you're not. So I was like, for a long time, I thought I was bisexual because I was just like, yeah, I don't – like a bisexual with an incredibly low libido, um, basically. And that should have been a warning sign because I thought that was basically it because I was in grade nine. I wasn't on Tumblr. And anyone, I, I didn't really want to go along looking for it because uh, – reasons. Um and basically, uh, there was this tiny TV show. It came out in about 2015. And it's blowing it's up now called Bojack Horseman. Um, and they, one of it's these It's very
1: co- good. Just, sorry, I just want to plug yeah, one of my fat, favorite fantastic
5: shows. shows. It's fantastic show. It's top three for me. Um, yeah. Definitely go check it out.
1: Uh, if, if you're uh, like doing okay mentally, go and check it out yeah. it deals heavily with depression. But
5: do, do not drink and watch because it will oh, not end no. well.
0: Yeah, don't <laughs> make the mistakes out of me.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and this is not a challenge. This is not us going, yeah, go on Go no, yeah, yeah. on. It's Genuinely, not. do not. Um, and there's a character called, and it said asexual, and then I found the word and I looked it up, and here we are.
1: Okay, I love. I actually love the fact that you found it through BoJack Course. Yeah, that's so really always, cool. Yeah, media yeah.
2: representation. Of- I just have a question going on the facial expressions of when Harry was like. And I found out I wasn't straight. <laughs> Who of you kind of like had a little bit of a
4: panic when you were just like, oh my God, I'm not a heterosexual. Yeah, <laughs> Anyone else? I would like yeah. to uh, put everyone. forward that I absolutely had that, but it wasn't gradual. I just thought that all straight girls looked at other girls that way. And I <laughs> oh, didn't yeah. realize it until then I thought, maybe I'm gay. And then I was just kind of like, no, but everyone is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And now I am like, what?
6: Yeah, I did
2: that as well. I was like, Oh yes, I'm straight. And then I was like, I'm not straight. And I'm like, oh I'm also not gay. I'm like, must be bisexual because I think of everyone the
0: exact same way. And then it was like Yeah, like yeah. when and then asexuality
2: have- came along and I was like, Hello. When you when
0: you only have that like three labels to choose from. Right. Yeah. And you're like, well, I'm not straight and I'm not just gay. I guess I'm bisexual. You're just like like I feel kind the of- same yeah. way yeah.
2: about everyone, yeah. so I must be. Yeah,
0: maybe maybe is that what it means to be? Yeah, and then it turns out you're not. So that's why. And then you find really- like all the other words, and you're just like, yeah, Ooh, no. it's really really important to like those labels to be out there. I think. Definitely. Yeah. I had the, uh, the straight
1: yeah. by default label for many, many oh, years. Oh, I yeah. remember mm-hmm. being specifically like telling people, eh, I guess I'm straight by default. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, not, that's not how that works. <laughs> it was I, like um, on the technicality. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember. <laughs>
3: default, default. <laughs> like I had a lot of times like my group of friends at school would be like, oh, so are you, are you gay? And I'm like, no, I'm as straight as a pole. <laughs> and and they would always say things like, you know, poles aren't entirely straight. So somehow my friends knew before I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> friends were like, and I, then um, yeah, t- well you're ten, eleven did- ish. I was sort of like ah, girls, you know. <laughs> girls. Sort of, oh, so I had that. I'm like, so I must be by. because mm. you know I still had that um, uh, was it, like not forced heteronormativity, but assumed heteronormativity. Yeah. ALO
1: normativity. Yeah. Forced on that you. thing
3: because it was like year ten. Um. Talia sent me a link to um. Asexuality? I don't know what, what it a was all out. Uh,
1: it was, so it was, uh, I think I remember the post. It was by the ace atheist. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, it was on that particular, I'm not quite sure if I can still find the blog. It might not still be up. Um, but it was essentially, um, explaining the difference, uh, between spirituality and then linking that to sexuality somehow. And I was like, Oh, cause, um, again, for context back is, um, a very religious person. So um, I kind of sent it to Beck being like, I think this is you. Like I read it and I just thought it was you. Um, and Beck was like, shit,
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, not
1: straight.
3: <laughs> like I think you sent it to me like one night and I came in the next day. I'm like, Talia, me.
1: <laughs> I-, I remember sending it to you really um, like, like sliding it across the table being like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I won't talk about queer shit. I'm so sorry, but can you please read this? Um, <laughs> now look at me <laughs> and and now look at you, uh, you're on a podcast. Um, yeah. So th- yeah, I think we, we kind of got a little bit sidetracked there. Um, but, uh, yeah, aromanticism, um, is just defined by, Uh, just as asexuality is defined by a consistent lack of sexual attraction, aromanticism is defined by a consistent lack of romantic attraction. Um, For me, this is a really difficult one because I think romance is a social construct. Not to sound like a radical little bitch. um, You are absolutely being a radical little bitch. Thank you. (laughs) Um, um, Yeah, so I did a little bit of digging on the history of um, aromanticism to see when it first comes up. It actually first comes up um, on Avon. Yeah, there you go. It first comes up um, on Avon um, when the SAM started to be developed in around 2004, 2005. So there you go. Um, I've also found if people want to check out – resources um there is a website much like um the ace archives called our apocalypse um, which we will put a link to um uh there's also an article written by them which is a queer run um news site uh which does uh, which has done um, an article on um, aromanticism and how you can help the aromantic people in your life. Um, the last A that falls under the umbrella that uh, we're going to talk about very very quickly because we ran out of time a little bit here uh, is
4: a gender. A <laughs> gender. Sorry, <laughs> Literally translates to without gender uh, because a basically means lack of, as you can see throughout history There's, there's and a theme words. developing here. Uh, look at atheists, for example. Um, so according to the Oxford English Dictionary, a gender refers to people who don't identify with any particular gender. It can be genderless, lacking gender, having a null gender. A lot of people would use it to mean gender neutral or having an undefinable gender. It was actually first documented um, as the use of the term in 2000. Uh, regarding God, not people. So that's a bit of fun. Um, And it wasn't until about 2005 that it started to become an identifier for people. It is actually a legally recognized identity. So for all our Mm. agender, beautiful people out there, um, we love you and the government legally sees you. So do not steal the Declaration of Independence or anything. (laughs) Not uh, yet. um, Or anyone that any of our other invisible uh, sexualities or genders or... Orientations um, can. Don't do that.
1: There's a lot of actually, um, like, again, you have to go through lengthy, lengthy court processes to get it legally recognized. But um, there is legal precedence um, for a gender uh, representation, legal representation um, in the States, uh, in the UK, and in Australia. So it is a thing. The courts do recognize it. Some people just are bigots. I do believe
2: that you can now have on your birth certificate um, anyone being born. It's now
1: an option. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, do. yeah, like the X marker. Yeah, the X yeah. marker yeah. instead. Um, and, and that's
2: coming in again. With coming out already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the X factor. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and there's also um, what <sighs> what are the what are the words? The, I don't know the, the words the in, the in your the head. Mis, I'm sorry, Mister. Uh, what are they? Oh, X. MX.
0: Yeah, but which m- is mix? Yeah, which that's blend. actually the um
3: honorific that I
0: use. Yeah, the honorific. Well. Yeah.
3: yeah, um, I just say title.
0: Yeah, title title
1: honorific. um, Yeah, yeah, they they do have MX, which um, I think is also starting to be legally recognized.
0: Yeah, I know. Weirdly, um, I don't know how the Liberal Party got my information, (laughs) but they do. And occasionally I'll get letters in the mail that uh, um, go like, MX Martin, which is my last name. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like the Liberal Party's on on top of that, which is the weirdest thing to me. But I was like... Oh, wow, thanks for making me feel valid. I just get... Our Liberal party. <laughs> do the homeowner. Do the like, homeowner. Do the yeah. household.
2: Do the household. You're just like,
0: no. Thanks so much. Do me make makes One time so I nice. got a letter
2: from the Liberal Party and it had actual ratchet inside of it. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's amazing. Right? That I was something. just
2: like... I opened it and I was like, wow.
0: Okay. It's a metaphor, dude.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: God. Um... <laughs> So to kind of explain, uh, when we talk about um, like a gender specifically, like we always talk about having, uh, we will talk about this in future episodes. But it, it's a gender that doesn't fall in the binary. Um, it's a gender that doesn't link itself comfortably to any of the kind of identifiers that people. You probably know more about this than I do. Yeah. Um, it doesn't link itself comfortably to um any kind of binaristic gender identity yeah
0: 100 percent. i think um when nikki and i were on our episode nikki described it as like saying to their mom when they're a kid hey mom you know that bit in your brain that says you're a girl i don't have that and that's i think that's a really good um definition of yeah like um yeah agenda definitely um because i feel like even for myself i don't ID is agender, but ID is non-binary because I know in my, inside of my head, there is some sort of gender there. Mm. It's very, it's a nebulous concept, but it's still there. Yeah. Whereas um, agender is more, again, with the A, it's defined by the lack of yeah. having that part.
1: Yeah. I think, um, and this is again, very binaristic, but if we were kind of to look at um, some sort of scale, um, just to appropriate Kinsey for a second, like if we looked at yeah. like a like a one to six scale, um agender is is the x in that yeah. that particular scenario it's like, like not
0: applicable and it's out it's out there it's, it's outside yeah. the the circle freedom. of gender yeah.
1: uh, it, is, it is freedom freedom um, yes. <laughs> yeah there's um a- again from them there's a really good um sort of introductory they have a series called inquiry um mm. they they use the same thing we do with the double e um they have done an episode uh, kind of just describing what age gender identities um are like for them um oh for anyone who um marched in the um australia day invasion day uh protests uh please remember to stay sun safe um and drink water and take care of yourselves after all of that marching um uh, yeah, uh, we will see you all in the next episode and listen to
2: The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time?
5: So <laughs> a
2: Maybe the question isn't that simple, so join us every Saturday as hosts from all across that Not Can't and fight for their movies in one-on-one debates, moderated by me, Zane C Weber, in order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown.
1: Mine. Mine, mine, okay. mine, mine, <laughs> Okay, mine. It is mine.
2: Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you find
1: podcasts.
2: That's Not Kind of Productions podcast.
6: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.